and this is molly and it's still urban fic month and we're gonna do this thing how are you molly it's urban lit january i'm good it's my favorite time of year <laughs> i know i i'm glad you mentioned that because i'm gonna mention i wanted to bring up this is the first time i p- picked the title for urban mm-hmm. fic month and i fumbled it in such a big way so from now on Picking these titles will be Molly's soul. That's that's all on her. That's all on you. That's a lot of pressure. 2023. This could be us, but you play in part two. You know, remember, I didn't even finish that one. So I, would have I to, remember. That's the one I think I got. I didn't I didn't realize how little I read of it. I got 16% before I quit. <laughs> so I was like, no more. Um, mm-hmm. How have you been, Molly? How was your holiday in your new year? Yeah, hanging in there. Had some family health stuff, but looking better all the time. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. How are you? So, holding on. Um, Mexico was really good for my physical and mental mm-hmm. well-being. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. It was just I missed the sun. I didn't realize how much mm-hmm. I missed the sun, and I miss not being cold. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how low it gets in California. I just like, I don't know if you remember how, like, just being cold will stop you from doing mm-hmm. even the basic of things. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like being cold is racist. Like, <laughs> I feel like if you're black and you're cold, it's racist. You know what I mean? You weren't meant, we weren't made for this. We were not meant for exactly. this. Exactly. It's not right. It's not how we're not we should be. We're not we're built for it. We don't like it. Yeah, so it was just nice, like, oh, beyond getting away, but, like, being someplace where it was warm. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was, like, 70 every day. This is what California's like? I could do this. (laughs) I was, like, 42 here the other day. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, negative 13. Like... (laughs) I don't like that. That's some bullshit. I don't either. (laughs) I think I told... No? (laughs) Right. I think I told my husband once... I was like, yeah, Missouri, it regularly, you know, pretty regularly gets to zero at least, or 20. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. thought I was kidding. He was like, you're lying. It doesn't get that cold anywhere in the U.S. I was oh, like, oh, so oh sweet summer child. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not even that far north. Go to Minnesota. Those people are probably laughing at us. I mean, my brother in some... New York. Yes. Yeah, my mom was like, yeah, he's just, they're just uh, snowed in and they don't have to go out to get any food. They're just going to be in there for like the next eight days. You know, the snow's up to their eyeballs and it's like negative 45. You know what? Protect, it's like, is this protect your husband. Don't let him know. <laughs> he, no, he doesn't need to know. <laughs> he doesn't need to know how cold it gets out here. Well, we went to the Midwest the last time we went to Wisconsin. I remember we were in the hotel room and there was a, a lightning storm and he was standing in the window. He was like, what the fuck? What? Huh? And it was like the lightning was going all around. I just remember a silhouette like standing in the window like, oh my God. He was like, get out of the window, boo. You don't get struck. You don't get struck. He was like in amazement. But of course, if there's even like the tiniest earthquake here, I'm like, at the ground. What <laughs> the earth moving i would freak out but yes what we're gonna protect yeah. him and his his just keep him keep him warm molly don't yeah. let either one of them know about what it's like out here 
Oh. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed Mexico and that I it was did. warm and you saw the sun. I saw the pictures. You I look did. real cute. Thank you. <laughs> and so I needed that. So that was because I was like, you know what? I don't want to spend Christmas here. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what? That might be my new tradition. Um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of reading, but we're not going to get into that. We're going to talk about the reading I did the past week. Because, <laughs> as always, it brought forth emotions. Mm-hmm. So I need to explain something. I need to explain why we picked this book because almost okay. this, this, like the moment I read that first prologue, I was like, uh-oh, I done fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We picked this book because last year we read The Cartel, which mm-hmm. is by, as I've since learned, famous writing duo, Ashley mm-hmm. and Jaquavius. Mm-hmm. Husband and, and wife duo. Yeah, and I just want to say, no matter what I have to say about their writing, I think that shit's cute. Like, I, I think it's adorable. I have a lot of I thoughts about cute. this being her solo, solo venture and where yeah. each pair comes in, like comparing it to the mm-hmm. cartel. Mm-hmm. And like how the story develops. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so no matter what I say about anything, I think it's cute that they've got this little husband wife duo writing code, the empire mm-hmm. they've built, couple goals, mm-hmm. all that. But mm-hmm. we did, we wanted to see how Ashley wrote on her own because mm-hmm. we had we had this theory back in the cartel and i can't remember if we talked about it um with derek on ours or if we talked about it with derek like that one of them like just wants to write kind of like straightforward romances and the other one just keeps throwing like the most insane shit you can think of plot twists it's like one of them was like oh what if we call if they went to a restaurant and the other one's like yeah then what if the restaurant like had a bunch of seafood and it blew up. <laughs> they had to fight. They had to fight their way out. Yeah. And we're going to get into that because mm-hmm. I kind of missed that. Like, I really missed the insanity. I, I did. Okay. Okay. We'll get into that. But I, I think we're going to have similar. It surprised me, but I think we're going to have similar feelings about it. About this book. Yes. So I saw, because I think this is her latest series. And so I went back and found the first one. I was like, oh, hey, let's read this one because we can see how she writes when she's on her own. Well, little did I know, this is a spinoff of a spinoff. And so we sort of jumped in just floundering. I what was going on. (laughs) And the confusing thing to me is um, a homegirl sees a picture of a banana and... um, in a vagina on someone's phone and she thinks back and she's like well I once had a strawberry in mine <laughs> and I was like wait a second wait a second wait a second wait a second I remember this because I remember we talked about that strawberry and being jam and I was like but who was that is that this girl that was, and that I was, was confused Zane, right that was that Zane was had the book. strawberry so yeah. this this must be an homage to that because I was like how many strawberries are in how many pussies because I am confused. And this time, it was, she was like, a banana was in mine. Here's a strawberry. I can't, but it was too much fruit. It was. I think you Molly, we were emailing back and forth, and Molly said, stop putting fruit in the coop. <laughs> <laughs> fruit in the coop. And I agree, like, sex toys. Sex toys, more accessible than ever. You can get them sent to your home discreetly, privately. You know, you and your partner have fun. Stop mm-hmm. sticking organic germy materials up your vagina. It's not. And I that. feel like 
strawberries, bananas, like, like th- these are fruit foods that get mushy fast. Like I made some banana bread this morning. That banana was everywhere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know the vagina is a pow- It's powerful. You know, it Ooh, is. it's powerful. <laughs> that banana is not. <laughs> it's not gonna. <laughs> that's just that's just a hard night of um, douching. You know what I mean? To make sure that's all out of there. <laughs> and the strawberry has all those crevices. You don't know what kind of bacteria is hanging out in there. Just mm. don't don't do it. Did you see that thing? Sounds at the time. It was strawberries, I think, and the girl put it in some vinegar, and a bunch of worms <gasps> flew out of it or something. No, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I was. Anyways, we're off anyway. track, but I just wanted to say I was trying to put together the fruit and the coop uh, multiverse, um, <laughs> and trying to remember who was who and if we had seen this girl before. So you have to explain to me because I still don't know. You said a spinoff of a spinoff. Yes. So Ashley wrote a book. I don't know how far back I don't have the years, but she wrote a book called A Moth to a Flame. And in that book, there is a character, I believe, called Raven Atkins, who is Morgan's sister. And mm. So that's her story. And then that book spins off with Ethic. And so that's okay. a six series. There's a six book series called Ethic. And it follows mm. Ethic, who is Morgan's adoptive father. And mm-hmm. so it follows his whole story. And I think Morgan has a plot line that is, you know, interweaved in there between her and this dude named Messiah. And so this okay. book spins off of the end of Ethic. So like, there's literally seven books before this one. Oh my and we god! Just sort of we thought we really in. did think we were starting at the beginning. We really did. I would like, like, kind of. I mean, it, it's a little, it's a little this and a little that. It's our fault, and it's also they could have made it a little bit more clear. Like when I read the mm-hmm. marketing copy, it was like you know the brand new series by Ashley Antoinette, and I thought it was literally mm-hmm. brand new. It's not. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too. Yeah, I did. So. And then like there's all these people. I'm like, especially when she's talking about Messiah, I'm like, who? Yeah. Who? Who? So who is this? <laughs> and I still don't really know who he is. And I nor do I know I what he did because I want to say this: the urban, like the street lit community. They do not do spoilers. They will keep that shit locked right. down. They are not telling you what's right. Happening. I was really looking and I was like, I don't know what, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what. And just read the book. I went to YouTube and I was like, Ethic six spoilers. Nothing. 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 Wow. They're keeping those lips zipped. So uh, mm-hmm. we do not do that. We do no. all the spoilers. Yes. So I'm going to read, I did not write a synopsis because honestly, I really didn't need to. So I'm going to read the description off the back of the book and mm-hmm. then we're going to get into our thoughts. It. It. Yeah. So we're just going to get into it. Okay. So it starts with a quote. So, you know, that's always great. A quote that wasn't even in the book. Run away from the boy that gives you butterflies. He's going to break your heart. Morgan Atkins has been told that phrase ever since she was a little girl and she still allowed herself to fall for the boy that made her heart flutter. After losing her first love, Morgan is terrified to love again. She settled for a comfortable life with a respectable man. Respectable man. She has everything. She's living in the lap of luxury, and although she's comfortable, she's bored out of her mind. When a ghost from her past blows into town, she founds herself entangled in an illicit affair. Girl, if you don't stop. The affair didn't come to the last 90% of the book, but that's okay. It's wrong, but she can't fight the butterflies he gives her, and honestly, she doesn't want to. 
She can't hide the natural attraction she feels, and soon she's so deep involved that she can no longer tell where the boundary between right, right and wrong lies. Her heart is telling her one thing, but her head is saying another. Morgan Atkins has always been a spoiled girl, and she tries to have it all, but when she's forced to choose between a good man and a bad boy, someone will end up hurt. Someone just may end up dead. I'm so mad because did anyone die in this book? I'm really trying to think. I don't like no. Oh. Don't end on that teaser. I think so. Was white boy? Did white boy Nick make it out? Don't end on that teaser. Like, did Issa? Did the man home? He was alive, and Arya was alive, and Meek's alive. Mm-hmm. So, hell, mm-hmm. a dude came Spash, back from yeah. the dead. Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna get into it uh, yeah. because this synopsis is, and this is what they did with the cartel. The synopsis sounds so much better than what the actual book delivered. Hmm. So I'm going to ask you, Molly, what were your initial thoughts on Butterfly? So I, w- I was confused um, because I didn't know who they were. I I yeah. liked it overall, I will say. Um, I think that it was missing that that a baby is just that Jaquavis, Jaquavis touch. You know spice. what I mean? That spice. Like nobody did, you know, a pound of cocaine off of a glass table and then busted through a window while shooting at a bunch of um were they fighting Jamaicans it was so racist Haitians Haitians while fighting you know 30 Haitians you know yeah yeah and it just I think like that added something to it because even Mm -hmm. though like that book's all over the place and it you know, there are things that are legitimately offensive about it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, there's just a lot going on. Like I wasn't ever like, and I'm not going to say I was bored reading this, but like I, that one kept me on my toes. This one, I was just kind of confused about like people's motivation. I think like there, since it was like a smaller, more intimate story, like I was Mm -hmm. like way more critical of, the choices that were being made by the characters, which I don't always like to do in a book because it's like, this isn't like a moral guy. This isn't me. This isn't my friend. Like I'm here for mess and that's what it's giving. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I always think when you, when you talk about our, uh, our urban lit heroines and who like, you know, is the baddest of all of them, I think like, well, okay, what would winter be doing in this situation? <laughs> like she would be chasing after me. She's like, no, She'd be like fighting her uh, mother-in-law to be for like, exactly. you know, the crown. Yeah. <laughs> like all everything else would be b- below her, beneath her time and energy. So um, I think, it, like I said, it was just missing that spice. It was missing that edge to it that I was kind of like, oh, I, and I, you get a kind of a tiny, tiny bit at the end and maybe it, it ramps up in later books. But yeah, it's kind of like, okay, all right. And, and I guess they did have a fight in like a, parking lot or something and it's kind of like is this what you want for your life girl <laughs> oh yeah the club fight i forgot about that. the club fight but you what said something initial? that i oh mm-hmm. oh sorry you said something i wanted to jump off where you say you don't like critiquing like the character's decisions but you're right because there's not that big like bombastic stuff happening where you're like mm-hmm. holy shit there's a shootout at a child's birthday party at a mansion <laughs> You do have to look instead be like, well, girl, why are you still like, like the biggest thing that happened was she kept eating other people's food. And yeah, she got mm-hmm. into a fist fight in a, in a, in a nightclub. 
So the stakes feel much lower. So I feel like my criticisms of the characters are much more like, I don't know, nitpicky. It's like, yeah, 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 I agree. Overall, I feel like so this book had like two main storylines and I wasn't invested in really either of them because Mm -hmm. going again off what you said, no one was written really consistently. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't understand Morgan's motivation. I don't understand what she wants. It's so confusing. And or they were just they felt like car like they felt kind of like cliches like Issa Mm -hmm. and Arya. I don't know what the fuck that whole mess was about. We can get into that mm-hmm. if we feel like it, because it's sort of a B mm-hmm. plot. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't know. I will say to I eventually figured out what was going on. Like you can, the only thing I don't know is what Epic did or what Messiah did to Morgan. Mm. To like he must have done something really terrible that broke them up because she keeps talking about like he hurt you, he did all this, blah blah blah, and I don't know what that is. And then she thought he was dead from cancer. Yeah, like, it seemed like he tried to Harry and the Hendersons her, like, you know, drive her away so she wouldn't, yeah. like, see him being sick, but, like, it was yeah. all fake. I don't yeah. know how that other girl figures in, and her name isn't Bluey, but in my mind, that's all that's coming up. <laughs> Bluey? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the hell she is. I don't so. know, like, it kind of, it kind of seemed like they were dating, and then, like, but maybe it was his sister or maybe it was his aunt. I don't really know if she, it seemed like she factored in because something went down in her front lawn <laughs> in Flint. <laughs> and that's the last time they saw each other. But what it was, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. And like those details are tight. And I did read some synopsis for other books in the series. And apparently mm-hmm. there's another love triangle between, I think, he, Morgan and Blue. So, or Bluey. I'm gonna call it Bluey too. Bluey. So. Okay, that's what I kind of figured because he's like this whole time like, oh my god, Morgan, 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 Morgan. And then the very first thing he does is goes and sees some other woman. So I'm kind of yeah. like, well, you must not be that pressed to see her. Except when he's sending her DMs on Instagram. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I want to get to that. I want to get to that. But first, let's go character by character. Yeah, let's start and with Let's Morgan. start with Miss Morgan. Mo, Butterfly herself. I did not like her. I don't know if it's because I missed her in all the previous books, but I didn't understand what she wanted or if it was like, cause she was written inconsistently, but she always said she wanted one thing or she was one way, but we would be mm-hmm. shown something else. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything she wanted in Meek was everything she hated in her fiance Sebastian. We got to talk about that. <laughs> After we do Morgan, we have to do Sebastian. Because, like, I yes. did not understand why everybody was tripping so hard about Sebastian. Yes. But yes. So, Morgan. I, it was an interesting that she was born deaf. Um, and she has the twins. Uh, her, her little girl is deaf. So, there's, like, a lot of sign language in the book, which I thought was interesting. And she does say some interesting things, like, how she always speaks in signs because she wants to make sure that her daughter is not left out. Um, And I thought that that was like an interesting character detail. You know what I mean? That didn't really pan out for anything else in her life. That's what I was going to say. Like, did it really come up in anything? And maybe again, it did in other books, but in this one. Yeah. I think the, like it, it played a part in her dancing. Like she said that that's why dancing was so important to her because she could like, uh, 
you know, she always could feel music before she could even hear. So that's how she became a dancer. Yeah. But then her dancing career confused me. That, I don't, everything about her just doesn't make sense. I would like to say that scene where she's dancing and crying after like realizing she has emotions for Meek and she's just like body rolling in her living room with tears on her face gave me an actual like LOL. I laughed out loud. I remember you sent me that. She'd just be twerking with emotion, just like (laughs) all day. Um, She is 21. Um, Yeah, she's very young. She finished pre med in two years at Cambridge, Mm -hmm. which I don't, maybe, you know, their system is different than over here, but I don't think you could do that. Like, well, the mother implied they paid some people that is true that is true because she's kind of like did you really think you did all that because like the whole time I was kind of like how did you do all that like with infant yeah. twins and with uh, money I'm just saying like, yeah. <laughs> with money so she she um somehow got involved with this guy who ends up being part of the only black royal household <laughs> I needed that explained because there's only one royal household in the UK. That is black in this universe. It is like I'm like, does she mean he's a peer? But he's also a ball player. Yeah, he's also a basketball player. I'm not. I I, I, you had to point that out to me because that detail. I don't know if I if like I sneezed and I missed hearing it because I listened to the audio. You read it, but I completely missed. Yeah, it's only like mentioned in one line at the beginning, and then it's again not touched upon. It just felt like you know when a kid says they like want to be a rock star and a vet and a doctor. That's what it reminds me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> their whole kind of deal. Um, he's got a kind of overbearing mother. It seems like later they get a little bit mean, but towards the beginning of the book, you're just kind of like, she's like, well, his family <laughs> likes me. They took me in. He's the only father my twins have literally ever known because I was pregnant when mm-hmm. I met him and he's raising them like they're they're his. Um, and she's mm-hmm. kind of salty about it, too, because like her little girl, like, you know, loves him and uh, she's a daddy's girl. girl, all this stuff. And she's like, Morgan is like so upset that she's like, oh, you know, I've denied their real father from them. I've denied a father from them because everyone knows, like, you know, an adoptive father, like blood, blood is blood, and nothing else compares. It's like, bitch, you're adopted though. Yeah, like the fucking sense does that make? Like, what? I, and she loves ethic. Like, she has a lot of lines about like how you know genetically she's the other guy's daughter. You know, that's her father, but ethic is her daddy. Mm-hmm. Ethic is her papa. Like. Mm-hmm. you know she's they have this really strong connection and then she turns around and she's like um you know fuck Sebastian he could never measure right. up because he ain't their daddy and it's like well what did he what did he do I don't really understand yeah she's very inconsistent I we had to talk about Sebastian because this whole book is about relationships and that's the big one I don't understand <laughs> she and every other character in this book besides Sebastian and his family, dunk on him Despise every chance him. they get. And I don't I understand. And it's like, if you, you have the writer have to tell me, explain to me why, because it can't just be because they call him corny or lame. And I don't, and I don't get it. He's got money. He's got private He's got jet money. money. 
like like he's got only he's got royal family money <laughs> like, he's got money yeah he, he treats her the kids and his family well they supported her through getting through pre-med in two years with twins like that's that's a big yeah. like he seems like he's handsome yeah and he's a basketball player it's not like he's like a finance in like some kind of nerd thing you know like he's yeah. a basketball player but yeah, they talk about really, his ass they just they just like talk dog shit about this man like they just hate him and it's like he's not even in the book enough really to for me to form an opinion i know yeah. towards the um and uh there's some conflict yeah there's some conflict he like she wants to dance in vegas he says no because my family um you know how would it look and she's like you can't tell at like everyone's yelling at him like they're like shut up fuck you she knew what she wants to do she gets up there she dances she gets off stage mika's like well you know like if you're gonna be my woman you can't dance like that anymore for anyone else she's like okay right like it's oh god it's just i don't get and then so then why is she with him if she's so miserable she claims to not be there for the money she's like i don't need money i have my own money okay whatever if if you have like why are you with him is it just because you want them to have a daddy because you have your own family like they when she goes back home to flint the kids stay with her dad and her dad's i guess wife and like they're fine so like you have your community there why are you with this man? Because it feels like she's just with him for money and for the comfort, which makes her a gold digger. And I feel like she doesn't want to admit she's a gold digger. Neither does the author want to admit that she made a character who's basically a gold digger. But she reads as a gold digger because there's no other reason for her to be with this man. If she's as bad as she says she is and she doesn't put up with bullshit and she wants to be independent and do her own thing, why then leave him? I don't understand. <laughs> Either write him to be an asshole or write her, like, the writing is not good. Either she needs to really have feelings for her, for him or something, but it doesn't work. It, it just feels like it's set up to be a conflict, but it's so poorly developed that I'm not falling for it. Right. It's like even the, the most direct scene where you see the conflict between Morgan and his family, like, he's out in the garden playing with the kids. Like, he's not even in it. Like, the whole thing with the wedding dress and the mother... And they're like, where's Sebastian? Oh, he's somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Or the scene. I was just gonna say, or the scene where she goes dancing and he Mm. leaves them there. And it's like, (laughs) you're the one who brought your kids to a nightclub, girly. I don't know what to tell you. She's like, I can't believe you left my kids. I can't believe you left my kids. It's like, you left your kids. Like, (laughs) and, and I can't stress it enough. Like, he's been there since before they were born. Like, in every sense of the word, this man is mm-hmm. their father. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it just seems kind of cruel to me that she's like, so like, bent on them, like that they can't have any kind of relationship when she, she put the she put this man in their kid's life. And she mm-hmm. has them calling him dad, she's saying yes to his proposal. You know, this is the only family that they really know outside ethic in them. And then she's just like, fuck it. Like, that ain't real. Like, her, their kids can have an opinion, you know? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. But I was also saying she's mad at him because she says he doesn't, like, sex her right. But she won't let they him touch her. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
So like, what the, what do you want him to do, Morgan? Hold you down yeah. and like, like, what do you like? It doesn't make any sense. She comes off as confusing and like. I was gonna say she doesn't need to be with this man. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. so then let him go. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Because <sighs> I think I think we as a reader are supposed to be like, well, she's staying for the kids, but I don't believe she- it. Like, you've already shown yeah. that you don't really care. Your kids yeah. can have other people. I don't know. And she doesn't even seem to know. personally like him. No. no. I mean, I feel like that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like she hates him. And, like, I just... If she at least had some kind of feelings for him, even if it was just, like, gratitude or, you know, like, I really owe him. He was really there for me. He took care of me. He did all this. And like, you know, how can I just leave him and do that to him? That would even be more like, I would believe that. But I I don't see why she's with him. I don't get why she's staying with this man if she's so miserable. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like you said, let's move on to the competition because she did. <laughs> A Meek, also known as Meek. A meek. Meek. Who I guess was part of Messiah's crew. Yes. And so whatever. Yeah. And so whatever happened in book six, they sort of like split up. They're like, well, we tried to reach out. She's like, well, I didn't really want to be contacted. I was mourning. And so they like, it feels like they meet up for the first time during this big charity gala that Bash is helping her throw on that raises $250,000. And it's, it's, it's kids dancing in like a really fancy, I don't know, hall something. I don't really, theater something and it's a bunch of like it's basically like a a kindergarten recital at like um a black tie dress black tie dress code right like uh uh what's that big one in here i don't know i can't think of any the met gala right now the met gala something like that and like as someone who like does this for a little kind of like this had to have been the easiest fundraiser ever because like She's like, okay, get up on stage and dance. You didn't have to pay the talent. <laughs> right. Like, it just, it just, like, just another instance of, like, the family kind of doing everything behind the scenes and Morgan being like, wow, I really, I really am talented. And <laughs> in the meantime, like, the mother is in the background saying, well, you write a check for $200,000 exactly. to support this, whatever the fuck Morgan is doing. Putting their name and family behind it, you know, pulling in those donors. So I was like, okay, girl, yeah. he's out here supporting your dreams, but he's corny. Whatever. <laughs> he's corny. Okay, sure. Um, so we got Meek, who was apparently not corny, despite doing almost the exact same shit. And it kind of seems like when he walks in and she sees him there, like, it feels like that's the first time, like, she really notices that he's lost. Yeah. Yeah, the attraction was kind of heavy-handed. I was like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, and she's just, a lot of times she's just like, oh, you know, I was so into Messiah, so into Messiah, I never noticed Meek, but hey, here he is, and he's not my fiancé, so let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? And And I didn't understand why she was so, like, obsessed with Meek, because he's probably one of the most boring characters in the book. Like he's he so doesn't mellow. <laughs> do anything. He's just kind of like he's like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. What about? Yeah, hold on. I was choking a guy out, but I'll be over there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and then, but 
We'll take a- Ashley doesn't want us to think he's mellow. Ashley wants us to think he's aggressive and dominant because she uses those words to describe him all the time. Even when it's just him like barking at somebody on the phone and then Morgan gets and all, just- you know, her panties get all wet over it. And I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that same kind of way over me. I was just like, and you know what? Out of everyone, he annoyed me kind of the least in the book. Um, He's kind of the blandest, so. Exactly. Like, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. You want to go out? Well, I'll take you ice skating and I'll take your kids to the zoo. That's fine. I, there's like some line where it's like, he, he knows women so well. He's such a player that he could guess her shoe size. Exactly. <laughs> oh, all of her sizes he gets her out like lingerie but and how, how a new wardrobe he, how does he know her shoe size though or her bra her size. size how you guess a bra, bra sizes could, i'm sorry sir i mean i know that's more difficult but you could be like okay i could i could see i could see um like okay you got a, a extra extra large uh sports bra or whatever but how did he know her how is him being a player how and knowing so many women how does that relate in the to him knowing her shoe size and he's working these answers. streets Don't he's working these much. streets <sighs> and then like just, okay anyway so he's just he's just you know he's the the perfect guy for her yeah. because he's the inverse I guess of Sebastian yeah, but he's despite doing maybe it's like you know the Taylor 90%. Swift music video. Yeah, you I belong with me, and it's just oh, it's, it's the you belong with me Taylor Swift video, and like the main character is regular Taylor Swift, but then the evil character is just Taylor Swift in a brunette wig. Like that's what I felt yeah, like. It's like the same character. One's that. wearing glasses and one isn't. That's all. Yeah, I can see that. It doesn't is who does she say has a peanut butter colored dick? Oh, that's Issa. And I'm so mad. I remember okay. that. That's Arya and Issa's whole thing. Okay, uh, before we'll, we get, get, we'll get to them. Before we want to <laughs> I, get to them, I do want to say this book gave me flashbacks. I think it was to, it was either the cartel or Hold You Down. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there another series where like he had her like food, her favorite meal delivered to the hotel and he bought her oh, clothes. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, yeah. this is, they, we've only got, I guess the, there's only one they only teach you one trick in the streets, and that's order a woman dinner and buy her clothes. It works I with mean, every woman. I, I mean, mean, it does, but, but it's not. I mean, it's not a grand love. Like it's so generic that it's nothing. You know, you want something like I think this is. You told me this story that um I don't know. I, we can cut it out if you don't mind me sharing. But you said you like this, one of the first gifts Frank got you was like a cookbook you had talked about. Oh uh, yeah you had mentioned specifically and like that's what I wanted to see something that was specific to like the character like yeah everyone likes food does that make sense (laughs) I see what you're saying because it's like on the one hand it's like the whole thing that frustrates me with Sebastian is she's like well I don't feel the butterflies with him he's not doing it for me and it's like but he's there he's like so supportive of you he loves you with everything he's got he loves your children. He's taking care of you. He's like, and it's like, so no, it's not like, you know, Titanic where he's like, no, you stay on the door and I'll freeze to death in the water. Right. But it's like, you know, these little things that, that add up to, you know, an actual like relationship, adult relationship. 
Um, and I yeah. kind of see like ordering the food and having the clothes and that kind of like those things being part of it. But you're right. It is kind of generic. Like mm-hmm. maybe if there is something about like, you know, she tried to make this and she burned it or he remembered it from something, so, you know, and I guess he, she does kind of say that like, he's like, you were always eating pizza. Or yeah. He does remember her like crab roll order. <laughs> crab roll. But I guess just as a writer, seeing them pull out like the same, oh, meal delivery and clothes, meal delivery and clothes. It's just like, okay, I guess. I mean, I give me meal delivery and clothes, but that's not going to make me instantly fall head over heels for somebody. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I do. Uh, I do want to mm-hmm. spin off what she said, because I've been thinking about this. I'm like, am I too old for these books? Because like every time she describes Sebastian, I'm like, that's the like he's pert right there yeah that's what you need he's that's that's what you want that's what you need that's perfect why are you over here like because he's more exciting quote unquote because he's because you're fighting bitches in the parking lot that's where you yeah (laughs) like the adult decision is to be like oh look this man who supported your dumb you know toddler dance concert he's getting you through school watching your kids treats you right treats his own family right he he doesn't make you feel like you're a burden i mean yeah his mom is kind of annoying but i mean like that's the most of your problems right like the bad bitch they would be to go and fight his mom you know (laughs) search your dominance there like and take over and be like a wealthy bitch in london like right not to be fighting someone or, you know, chasing after a guy who literally was going to go sleep with someone else that same night. Exactly. like, I won. Sorry, boo-boo. Because, like, the Die. subtext is supposed to have you rooting against Bash. And it's like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I, I can't, the book does not want you on Bash's side. Yeah, I mean, maybe at 21 I would have been like, oh, yeah. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you yeah. know, if you're not the audience, then you're not the audience. But... Yeah, I definitely That's like I in my my old lady days. I'm like, girl, you better take that man with the job, steady job, like wealth, family, generational wealth. wealth. It's like you would have to do shit for the rest of your life. Your knees are gonna start exactly. hurting with all that twerking soon, Morgan. <laughs> Can't twerk forever. Oh, that does remind me. She says at some point, like she's very. Oh, I have a quote, and I wrote it down because it broke me it made me so angry and it sort of emphasized everything i have Mm. like all my issues with morgan oh she said i don't like being judged me i don't like being whispered about or stared at and i almost threw the book i was like girl you a fucking lie first of all you didn't care when you got on stage in vegas in ground in front of everybody even though your husband your fiance told you it's gonna start people talking you didn't care then you didn't care when you was fighting a bitch in a parking lot after another show at a club so why like why does she care now that people are gonna judge her for being with meek like i just there's the characterization in the book isn't consistent enough for me to be like believe anything or to root for anybody so i was kind of bored the whole book i i don't know i mean i feel like I, I have a lot I want to say about Meek, but then when I think about it, I actually don't. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. Do you want to talk about the other two mess? Because there's a lot. Let me see. Like, I'm really trying to think if there's anything else about him. Like, he was 
He was Messiah's best friend. He has some kind of relationship with Ethic, but I'm not really 100% sure what it was. He does have a scene at the like, end with Ethic. Mm-hmm. That I like thought was, Yeah. And he talks about, like, some trauma he experienced as a kid. Meek did. And how that's kind of informed his relationship with men as an adult. And I was like, okay, that's that's a level of, like, care that I haven't seen um, really in this genre yet. Even when we go back to, like, Winter, like we said, that's supposed to be, like, the really serious one. Um, I don't think that she would have had the... Um, uh, you know, I don't know what to call it. Like, culturally, I don't know that we were ready to talk about, like, male survivors in the way that that uh, yeah. Ashley does in this scene. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's still that yes. homophobia mm-hmm. yeah. that permeates a lot of this. And it was nice to see that kind of treated here with even a little bit of nuance. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was a... And you know what? I'm saying all this. That wasn't even fucking Meek. That's Messiah. I really have nothing to fucking say about Meek. That whole fucking scene is not Meek. It's Messiah. Damn. You're shit. right. I thought that was I thought that was Meek too. Ooh, I'm, these right? M names, man. They gotta stop. That was Messiah who had all that, and that's why they had that. Well, because Messiah and he didn't get along, and then they have that scene where he sort of like cries and breaks down, and yeah. Ethics says like, "I got you. I'm gonna be here for you." And I did appreciate that. Right. Was a nice scene. But I'm just saying, I mean, like, I feel like me. Meek, Meek is about He's, 75% of a character and Masai is about 25% of a character. <laughs> so and together. my mind is just, you know, clumped them together. Yeah. Honestly, she should have just kept Messiah dead. And now the whole thing is like, does she want Meek? And then she could sit there and analyze, do I really want Meek or do I want what Meek reminds me of? Yeah, because it's like, the, let's let's talk about Messiah real quick and then we can get to the other mess. <laughs> So yeah. Messiah was, he's the father of her twins. Something mm-hmm. happened. He, Harry and Henderson, her, drove her away so he didn't have to see her. Or she didn't have to see him being sick. He thought he was going to die. Some kind of Frankenstein doctor took him yeah, out of the hospital, like... made everyone think he was dead, and built his body back up. Some X-Men shit. I don't know what was going Some on. Some X-Men the shit. Million I don't know. I really don't understand what was going on with that. But he, for some reason, he's staying away. Um, kind of. He's also like sliding into her DMs. He's staying in some kind of like greenhouse. I don't really understand. <laughs> like, I think it was like his in... trainer has an apartment that has a like, rooftop garden. Yeah, okay. And it's it's secret. All these butterflies are around. He's like looking at the butterflies. He's got an Instagram account, and he just posts pictures of the butterflies. And I don't have you seen Encanto? Yes, Encanto. Encanto. And you know at the end where he's like, uh, uh, the two butterfly song. Yeah. Or he's like, I am Mariposa. Like that every every single time Messiah came up like I was thinking of that man thinking about the butterflies the butterflies flying away it being so beautiful because he's up there he's just having like all these epiphanies he's really thinking about life he's thinking about what he wants and then he gets on Instagram he slides into her DMs and his name is like Murder King 81 or some shit 
And it's like, just, I want you, I want to transport, I want you to transport your mind, Danielle. You're on Instagram, you're fly, you know, you got that back fat roll that's driving all the men crazy, because that's another line that I wanted to make sure I brought up somewhere. You're twerking and crying. A man slides into your DMs, he's like, hey, beautiful, why don't you smile? It's like being harassed in front of the gas station, but you're a little bit into it, because, you know, you're, you're... Your fiance isn't really doing it for you. You know, he's got this murder king, you know, spicy name. And then you go on his page and it's all these beautiful butterflies. Like, what do you think? Where does your mind go? (laughs) What are you dealing with here? I'd be like, is some 12-year-old girl catfishing me? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is going on? What Uh, is happening? beaten that theme in they really like butterflies come up so much and it's not at all mm-hmm. subtle it's mm-hmm. the whole lesson is the boy who gives the boy who gives you butterflies and the boy you're really attracted to is the one you need to run away from girl because you dan- mm-hmm. you're in danger girl but like mm-hmm. even that theme isn't consistent because she runs straight yeah. to him so <laughs> yeah and it seems like she- <laughs> besides whatever is going on with this casino like meek actually isn't that bad of a choice you know what i mean like, it seems like he's into her. It seems like he will do everything Sebastian does. He's just... Yeah. yeah. For calling other people corny, for him to be all badass, he's you don't know corny. half the shit he's doing. That's where we need Jaquavis. Because Jaquavis will be giving us this insights where he's Jaquavis, hanging some motherfucker right. off at balcony by his ankles. Right. Jaquavis <laughs> will give us the deeds. So... so. Anything else? Uh, he had that scene we talked about, and there, he's not really. He kind of shows back up at the end of the book, but there's long, long stretches of the book where he's not around, and I kind of forget about him. Yeah, and she thinks about him a lot. Like she's like, "Oh, I like being with him," and then they do eventually like kiss and have sex. It's the this is easily the worst sex I've ever read. See, easily, she has sex with Meek. Yes. Oh, were you yeah. talking about Messiah? Damn. Oh, I, I was forgot we didn't Messiah. move to Messiah. Sorry. Right? You were right. You're she right. Does 25, have... 25. Yep. They're just so similar because it seems like, it's like you said, it should be, do you want this guy who's street? Do you want this guy who's hood? He's gangster. He's doing all this stuff. Or do you want like the safe choice, but you feel like a caged butterfly? And it's yeah. just, it, it's and not. And with Messiah it's... dead. <laughs> It's like, you learned your lesson. Like, this is what happens to these men. Right. And then the whole thing about, oh, a ghost coming back. I really thought that was going to be Messiah. But he does not come back in this book to her at all. Yeah, which goes back to one Mm -hmm. of my major complaints with these books is like, you can never get a complete story. Like, I don't feel Mm -hmm. we got a complete story. She, I mean, I guess Mm -hmm. she had, but she started the book. She had feelings for Meek. She acted on them. Now what? Yeah, mm-hmm. like she runs off in the wedding dress. And he's like, put it on my credit card. That made me so mad because wouldn't that have been a sample? <laughs> yeah. So you I overpay. Mean, so the mother was like, <laughs> she's like, you too fat for it anyway. <laughs> but they're like, they're trying to make make it like how luxurious and how balling he is. But it's like, okay, he paid. To, like he seriously real- overpaid for a sample that a dozen other women have probably stepped in. So he's really not balling. <laughs> so he just got played like, is what he, he- did. He had to put it on his credit card, but like the designer was bringing it to the other guy's house so you could try it on. I mean, those are two different levels. Remember in in Avatar um, and Azula 
she's like, she's talking to somebody, I don't know. And she's talking to somebody who's like this up and comer or something. And she's being all evil. And she's like, well, you came up in this, but I was born in it. And she sits on the throne or some shit. Like, I feel like that those are the two levels of wealth we're talking about here. Yeah, I think you're talking about that scene where she takes over like that guard, and he's like, "You, I, I know when I, I know when I've lost." And he's, she was like, "Oh, you weren't ever." She goes, "You weren't even a player," or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, know I feel mean. like it's Winter just... would be. She'd be like, "Oh, she's a like, Zula." <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Oh, you have to put that shit on a card. That's cute. They designed this shit specifically for me. That's gonna be on the magazine cover, and then I was gonna send that shit back." So I, she's just so impressed. She's easily impressed. Ooh, that's what the mother says. And I was like, no mm-hmm. truer line in this book mm-hmm. has been written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the mom she's when like, she went off because she was right. She was right about she everything. Was. She was right about a lot. Yeah, she was. She was like, you're easily impressed. You know, you didn't do all that schooling on your own. Don't, don't fuck with me, girl, or I'll send you right back. I liked her. And it's like, that's, so. that's why you, you can't be a bad bitch, Morgan. Like... Yeah, out here twerking and crying. And that's okay. You don't have to be, but then stop calling yourself one. Yeah, or trying to pretend you're one because you wouldn't be having all these issues if you were. Right. You wouldn't be with right. the man you wouldn't want to be with. You, right. You wouldn't feel like you need to depend on other people to give you the life you want to make you comfortable. Right. If you got money, show it. Use it. Make it. Right. Right. Like make some make some moves, but instead you're you're the big thing is you fight somebody in a parking lot and he's not you in your fight. Like you don't even know where you're one fighting. shot of Hennessy. <sighs> she has one shot of Hennessy that she's like, I gotta sit down and watch Grey's Anatomy. I was so sick of the Grey's Anatomy. I was like, because like again, you think Bash is boring, but your date mm-hmm. most of her dates with Meek are either like the zoo. Or sitting in front of her TV watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Bash took like... you to Vegas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bash is flying out on private jets. Bash is renting I... out the, you know, such and so theater for your uh, your nonprofits. I just... Like, anyway, What are you looking for? <laughs> what are, what do, do you want to talk about? I don't think she knows. Is... Do you want to talk about yes. Issa and Aria? Yes, because I actually, didn't care. They were dumb. See, for me, they saved it. This is what I want. You know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of mess I want. It was absolutely the messiest. And I feel like I might have seen someone on Audible say, like, and now I can't remember if she was actually saying it about this couple, but I feel like I would have been a little bit more interested if it was about them, if the book was a new series about like two char- two of these characters like this dancer and sh- is she just a dancer she's not a singer is she she's just a dancer i think she's also supposed to be a college student so she's also very young he just came off as kind of old to me like he's probably too old for her yeah he's acting a fool showing up at her dance rehearsals i don't know i they were i was mad because like everything that happened except for one there was one scene i did not see that coming but almost yes, everything that happened leading up, <laughs> up to that was very predictable. I knew he was going to cheat on her. I knew there'd be a big fight about it. Because he was a, he kind of advertised himself from jump as kind of a man hoe. And it's yeah. like, and she was like, okay, but you're not getting any from me until you marry me. And I'm like, okay, all he's going to do like, is marry you. Yeah. And then 
sleep around on the side. Like, um, so girly. Immediately, immediately, he goes. <laughs> It's like, when did you even have time to do that? I mean, the timing, like, she pulls, Arya pulls out of the driveway, gets a Bluetooth call. And the, the call. other girl pulls in. <laughs> and so she's like, thanks for the spot, girl. I was like... <laughs> but, oh, uh, so Arya gets her revenge with that same... Yes. Yes, Girl. and this scene I actually really liked, um, because it's like I feel like um, Issa is just so fucking flabbergasted. So they, she sees him, you know, out at the club with this girl. She's pissed. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen. It kind of switches to his position. He comes home and he finds this girl going down on her, and she and. <laughs> Let me ask you, what does Ashley mean when she keeps saying fisted? Fisted someone's hair. I think she means they grab... I don't think she means fisted in, like, the sex way. I think she means, like, she grabs a whole bunch of someone's hair and, like, squeezes it and holds it in a fist and then sort of bobbles their head around. Because I kept thinking she meant, like, a nuggie. Fisting? Oh. No. (laughs) Like, I thought she was giving the girl, like, a nuggie and then she, like... Or like, you know, mashing her fist into the top of her head and then flipping the other, the guy off. And I was so, like that image is burning in my mind. Like this like giving a girl a nuggie and like he comes in and like she flips him off. And I'm like, what does she mean by that? Because she says it a lot. She says that and Meek is always grabbing um, uh, uh, Butterfly's fingertips. And I'm like, and for some reason in my mind, he is three feet tall. He is a tiny little man. He's got tiny little hands. And he just grabs her fingertips because his hand is so much smaller than hers. And when I say, like, these images, I can't get them out of my brain when I think about these characters. It's distracting me. So (laughs) The writing, like, on that level is kind of off. Like, the word choice sometimes are so weird. Like, there was one scene where he's watching the butterflies and he says he watches as they bounce in the air. And I was like, do they really bounce they they fly they flit you can even say they sort of like like flit is probably appropriate word but like i just started picturing butterflies like boingy 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 like and then there's and i was gonna say i i get it it baffles me i also feel like a hundred percent that's the way morgan would speak probably (laughs) with her fake degree i I do want to tell you i've never laughed harder the smartest in the room y'all She's not. She's not. She's a little. I did. I want to say I never laughed harder than you just describing someone giving someone a nookie and then flipping someone else off while someone's going down. Doesn't it's such like an arresting like I'm image. both of you. Right. And then it's like, uh, I'm going to bully both of you. Yeah. And then you imagine Issa there like, it's like, what is happening? Like. It, it boggles the mind so you know i think it is fun that you know he comes and he sees you know this scene and he's so like sexually confused he wants to join <laughs> in but he's very angry because his pride is hurt and she's mm-hmm. kind of like she's like well every time you sleep you know you sleep with someone i want to sleep with them too yep um, she says as a matter of fact every time i catch you with a bitch i'm taking her <laughs> And it's like, that's such like, that's the bad bitch move. But then she turns around 
and like goes right back after this guy and it's kind of like oh okay yeah yeah it's just it's kind of yeah so there is yeah. one like semi action scene in this book and I kind of skimmed it because I'm like it's too late it was like chapter 18 out of 21 chapters Which I'm like it's too late that? It's With like the where armor? they go to the casino. Yeah. yeah. And like there's Native Americans. And I was like, oh, now we're we're really oh, doing it. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. And it added nothing because I skipped that whole chapter and I was still fine. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that was setting up more like later because I really don't even remember action. And I could be totally wrong at this point. Like maybe there was a little bit more action, but I don't really remember Mm-mm. Like they negotiate with the guy, they kind of go back and forth. They set up like they're gonna be protecting his armored vehicles. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, okay, because this guy, they're like, it's like an insane, like a fucking insane amount of money that he says. Oh, um, you know, you're gonna protect protect my armored trucks as they drive through basically your territory, and it right. seems like it's so 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 much money that in my mind I'm kind of like. Well, if I'm spending that much money and I have to pay these guys protection, basically, so they don't steal my trucks, I'm just going to kill these guys and save the money. <laughs> like, if I have the resources to pay them, I have the resources to kill them and get th- get it over with. And it wasn't like, like, they never established Issa or Meek to be very well connected or to be like, they said they were like big G, like big gangsters and all that other but stuff. Like, they had all this respect, but we never saw it. Yeah. Like they were and all talk. He was babysitting half the, the book. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. So I think in the I, other book, yeah. I felt more of like the family. Like they had a whole family and a whole cartel yeah. <laughs> behind yeah. them. Yeah. Like it, it was way more explicit. Like you really felt like they were in some shit and just not like everyone from the murder mamas to breezy and her restaurant like everybody was on the come up everyone had a scam going on everybody was in the game like and this was kind of hinted at but it wasn't it wasn't the focus no but you you needed some of it because that was supposed to be her whole you know dilemma yeah going with the man who was like hard the bad boy or going with the 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 good man you know it doesn't all have to be like oh you know the kings and queens of the cartel like it, it wasn't even that messy either outside of like um mm-hmm. uh, Ari and Issa like and to mm-hmm. me like so that mess is like fine it's like you know ridiculous it's like a story you would tell so oh my goodness I can't believe like I saw this bullshit on Twitter it's so funny ha 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 so like that's why I enjoy like this genre a lot because it's just these ridiculous stories that are just kind of like okay really but I didn't even get that too especially from um, Morgan and Meek mm-hmm. it, it just it wasn't it wasn't delivering on like the wildness of the cartel it didn't have like the moralizing of uh, cultist whatever um, it didn't have like just the the off the wall insanity of um addicted like it just it didn't even have like the brands of like hold you down like it was just kind of like mm-hmm. okay she got a pair of yeezys and then <laughs> drank yeah. a single shot of hennessy like and i feel like she she's probably like well i'm gonna ramp all that up in the next books but it's like mm. write one story write one good story and then st- I don't know. I'm just tired of all the like 
the entire universe of like never getting a satisfying conclusion to anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mind. I don't mind a a cliffhanger. Um, and I feel like we kind of talked about it. I do feel like there is an arc with Meek. I just mm-hmm. I don't really care all that much one. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, you don't really get that scene where she confronts um, Sebastian. Even right. though, like, I don't care. Like, I think she's making a poor choice. You don't even get to see her make the choice. She just kind of runs off and then you don't ever hear from them again. And that that should have been in this book. And then in the next book, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I just. Yeah, the next one is like, oh, shit, we're really doing this. Hey, fallout. you're actually yeah. not Messiah. And we got to deal with this shit. And you can't just be daddy at the, the zoo, you know? And all, hey, my degree is fraudulent. <laughs> They took it back. They took um, the back. I wanted to share a few lines of her mm-hmm. writing that confused me because okay. some just little things. So this was one. I don't understand what was happening. I can't remember what happened. I think this was just one where she's hanging out with um the crew and she so and she gets embarrassed with Meek. So the line is, she was humiliated and she tore her eyes away from him, turning her head to the side before placing her lips to her own shoulder. And I was like, did she just kiss her own shoulder? It sounds like she did. It's kind of like, <laughs> I'm doing it now, like, like you really kind of have to turn, like, mm, mm, like, I'd be like, what you doing over there? I know. And I'm like, I feel like what she's trying to say, like, she hit her face. Yeah. She's yeah. trying to say, like, she hit her face. But she went so literal. She like she put her lips to her. So I'm just sitting here like putting my like, lips to oh, my shoulder. Yeah, and you're kind of like, damn, my neck hurts. <laughs> um, there was another one when she goes to meet Ethic, and she has Meek with him, and he says, "Why are you in his possession?" And I'm like, this book is going out of its way to be sexist because yeah, nobody would say that. They would say, "Why are you with him?" or "Why, why is he with, with you?" Why is he in my house? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why are you in his possession? Yeah. It's like you just got to be sexist. You just like. Uh, and I think the last one, uh-huh. Issa is trying to scare Arya off, and he's like, "You should be afraid. I'm fucking dangerous." And all I could think about was that scene in Twilight when Bella and Edward are in the woods, <laughs> and Edward tells her, "This is the skin of a monster." <laughs> Because he's just like, I'm a fucking monster. And I just cracked up laughing. So yeah. those are the standout. Yeah. Those are a few standout lines for me from the book that I just had to yeah. share. I had one. Um, let me see. Because I, like I said, I listened to the Audible. Oh, Mo turned to the back and the crowd roared because they knew what was next. Twerk. <laughs> Out of nowhere, her babies bolted onto the stage. And Morgan smiled as Masari began dancing. The crowd turned up higher. It was the cutest thing anyone had ever seen. Arya laughed and joined Masari as Morgan picked up Yara. She took her daughters to the speakers. She knew that Yara couldn't join in until she... I, I don't know why. Machino scarf. I'm pretty sure it was just twerk. I'm pretty sure it was just twerk. I was just trying to get twerk. <laughs> it almost sounded like a spoken word performance. Twerk. <laughs> the lights yeah. lowered... I stood on the stage, just me and the Oh, audience. that was it. Here it Twerk. is. Arya had a bottle of her own now, rocking to the... Nuck if you buck. Nuck if you buck. That's the one I wanted to play. We didn't even talk about, like, the music lyrics that kept popping up. 
it's all over. It was like fanfic. That's something straight out of fanfic. When you don't know how to set a scene on your your own, like you don't know how to set the scene with your own writing. So you're like, okay, this song is playing and this song is romantic or it's aggressive or it's whatever. So I'm just going to straight up use the lyrics. And now you, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's that kind mm-hmm. of mood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a lot going on, but like not enough. Yeah, for 300 pages, like this could have easily been like a 180, 200. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to think, is there anything where like, we talked pretty much about everything that happened. And I just feel like we didn't talk about much of anything. And that's how I felt reading the book. <laughs> because so at I, the I, end, it's uh-huh. just go. Oh, we did forget about the scene where the kids walk in on... Arya and Issa having sex and it's played as a cute moment and I was like that's kind of trifling yeah like that whole time when they're in in Vegas is trifling it is like everyone's oh, some bullshit except me talk about the, the pussy farting <laughs> <laughs> I think the line is pussy farting ass clapping throat trapping grunts of pleasure and then whines of delirium sneaking out and I yeah. I think I told Molly I really hated that my kindergarten teacher taught me how to read because <laughs> this is what it's led up to. Like, I I was just so mad. Yeah. I mean, it did really bother me. It was like, you know, I feel like sex is noisy. And we just got to, <laughs> like, that's, that's to me was like a more mature thing. It was like, okay. She was like, yeah, she's queefing. It's kind of gross. There's a bunch of like bananas everywhere. That's fine. That's what you're into. And I, I skim. I skim that whole sex scene. Yeah. Because I just couldn't do it anymore. Because I was like, what's the mood she's trying to set? I feel like, you know, this yeah. is the sex scene where they finally admit, like they finally give in. And I'm like, this is what we're getting? Pussy farting? Yeah. I mean, she, like, to me, like the, 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 the visual from that where he was like oh that roll of fat under her bra is driving me nuts and I was like there's a lot you can look on a human body and see and be like wow and it's nice you know that he's appreciating her but again it was just like so she's about to be naked and that's what he's focusing on it's just weird it's so visceral it's like the little detail that just sticks in your mind the noogie (laughs) the grab of the fingers like (laughs) I will never like, get over think... the noogie. Because <laughs> it's like not what you expect. The cuddling is noogie. Like. <laughs> the, the banana and a badge. Like the fruit and the coop is just. It distracted me. Oh, and it's gosh. not to say it's good or bad. It's just like. He said it. And now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> The cursed comment. Uh, I think we did, like, it feels like we haven't talked a lot, but I feel like we did. We've done a rundown of, like, all the characters. We didn't do a plot by plot beat, but, like, the plot is already kind of paper thin. Yeah. They go over here. They go over there. They eat eat shrimp fried rice. They watch Grey's Anatomy. They go to the zoo. She takes a single shot at Hennessy and then she goes to sit down. (laughs) Like, it's relatable content, you know? Yeah, but at the I same time, it's like, 
Yeah. It's kind of like, uh-huh. So how would you rank it with the other books that we have read for Urban Fic Month? I, w- I really thought that, especially when we read The Cartel, we had such a visceral reaction to a lot that happened. Mm-hmm. I think when you suggested this book, I was like, okay, I'm really going to see, like, because I really have my have my thoughts about who's contributing what to the cartel series. <laughs> and I was really like, okay, we're going to see what Ashley does on her own. And, you know, maybe it's going to be a little bit more of the relationship side. Maybe it's going to be this. And then I was like, we said this before, but I really, I really was missing that element. Um, it it ranks a, it ranks higher than something like um hold you down that was the one in st louis right yes because i could see hold you down wanting to be a little bit better wanting to be a little bit more responsible in the way it talked about certain things but still being like you know of its time like uh it's talking about mental health but um you know the way we've talked about mental health nowadays is more informed i think does that make sense Mm -hmm. like that character yeah. had like some mental health issues um, that he was working through, and the 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 protagonist, the heroine, is trying to help him, um, and trying you know the author he can see her trying to say like, well, this isn't like something that I'm just making fun of. This isn't something that um, you know is just brushed under the rug, but it's still problematic in the way. Mm-hmm. So it's like a step, and I feel like this is another step into talking about these issues in a respectful way, especially like that last scene between um, Messiah and Ethic, even though I really don't know anything about these two characters. I don't know their relationship to each other. I don't know whose grave he's at. I don't really understand what's going on. Like, (laughs) you know, I think that the conversation they have about like the way men hurt men um, and how men hurt boys and what that does to you know, a man in his relationship growing up and how he can't trust. It's like that runs through every single one of these books. And I haven't seen it mm-hmm. really dissected well until this scene. Um, mm-hmm. And there wasn't it really anything, even though I do think like, oh, I'm kind of too old and, um, you know, uh, like, girl, take take the money and run in London. Right. Like, what are you doing? There wasn't right. anything in this book where I was like, that is offensive, or I feel like there needs to be a trigger warning, or I feel like, you know, um, no nationalities like, were mocked. No nationalities were mocked. So I, I could, I can um, respect to see it in there. Doesn't need like, you know, some more polishing. And, you know, you could talk about your quote from Jaquavis. Um, doesn't yeah. need like some more. Um, I think direction with like the characters or what's going on could have used some more spiciness. Sure. So I I would put it middle, but higher than, than some of the others that we've read. Like I would, I would, I I'm debating what I put it higher or lower than the cartel. I would put it higher because I feel like it's more responsible. I feel like, um, you know, there wasn't a part where I was just like, I got to put this down. Like I feel broken (laughs) after reading this. But at the same time, I was like, oh, well, there's not a lot going on. Like, you know, I yeah. still think about that scene where they, uh, um, he does all the coke and then he flies out the window. <laughs> it's, 
there's no equivalent in this book to some of the scenes in that right. book. Those and twins. that's good and bad. Those twins, yeah. like, kind of the, you know, go back and listen to it. But so, yeah, I, I would put it towards the middle. I'm not sure if it's higher or lower than the cartel at this point. I think I agree with you. I think I would actually would rank the cartel higher because I think I'm over at this point, the romances in this book kind of feel derivative. Like it kind Mm. of feels like the same, like they always kind of play out. She's, I don't know. It's like, it reminds, which is the one where, was it hold you down where she went on the trip to new Orleans and they go shopping and I was like, Oh no, wait, maybe that was the cartel or no, wait, maybe that was, it wasn't mm-hmm. loving my wife and her sister too, but I'm like, I'm kind of over like the romance element. I like the cartel because I thought all the crazy like cartel shit was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like even mm-hmm. though the Haitians were very horribly offensive, I, mm-hmm. I'm i like, that's, I would rather read that. I would rather read about them like hustling, you know, moving drugs and all that. And we didn't get that in this one. And I feel like we can clearly see, okay, when they co-write, Jaquavis is doing the action, the, mm-hmm. you know, the hood's, the hood street game and Ashley's writing the relationship. And I think they, mm-hmm. I wonder how his books work on their own. I'm kind of interested now. He has his own books. He writes his own books too. Like there's a series called dope fiend, which sounds mm-hmm. like it probably has a scene where a man shoves a bunch of cocaine up his nose <laughs> to be perfectly honest. So it'd be interesting. I will, like I said, I say this every episode. I appreciate reading this because the more we read, the more I can refine like why I just don't click with this genre. And I think it, for me, it's kind of, I came across a quote I told Molly where Jaquavis was like, writing was like the new selling drugs. The, mm-hmm. the quote is, they give you a contract and say, we're going to give you X amount of dollars for X amount of books. So it was simple math. And it kind of feels like that's how they both write. Like they don't write mm-hmm. to tell a story. They don't write to say something. Maybe they do. Like I'm not saying they don't or they don't plan it. But I think the main motivation is, okay, if we can take this story and, you know, write six books, sell X amount of books, we can make this amount of money. That's what's leading the story development. That's what's leading how they tell the story. And you can kind of feel it. And you can kind of, it's like, and the writing also reminds me of, you know, what that meme when you're writing for class and you're trying to hit a word count. Mm. And so like, because Morgan will ruminate over things over and over and over in this book. Mm -hmm. And it's like, girl, we we went down that again. Please, please don't make (laughs) me read as you obsess over that all over again. Um, But Molly's right. It's not as, I mean, I still think it's kind of toxic. Like, I feel like it's trying to romanticize Mm -hmm. dramatic, toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, again, Bash's only issue was that he was quote unquote boring. That was his big fatal flaw. Yeah, corny. That was his big fatal flaw. He wasn't, and Meek apparently, he was dangerous. He was the, you know, the alluring option. I'm like, eh. So, and I'm sure it's colorist too. I don't know what Morgan looked like. I but can't, we got like, to hear somebody, somebody was peanut butter colored. Somebody was Ritz cracker <laughs> colored. Somebody was. Lots of food. Chocolate. Yeah. I, I can't remember. So, so it's not the worst one I've read, like. Like, it's definitely better than Loving My Wife and Her Sister too. Definitely better than This Could Be Us and You Plan, Hold You Down. Um, Addicted was more fun. I'm just going to say that. Like, talking about yeah. it. I feel, like, I feel like we're not even wilding out as much as we usually do on this episode. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I would like to read another, like, Addicted next year. Because that was, like, That's that was the peak of confusion Chronicles for or me. Something? 
Yeah, yeah just I, I, I still don't even know what to say about all that. And I, you know what? And the only one that's come close has been the cartel, like matching it in level of when energy. They're together. When they're together. Yeah, so I, I might look at like another one of theirs. Like, I don't know if they have another series together because I think the cartel is just too... I'm sure they do. Twisty turny, I can't understand. Because I think that even though, like, yes, you can tell that they're writing for a paycheck. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. Because, like, that's the reason I go to work. Um, Like, you don't write a thousand books or something like a 5,000 words a day if you're not passionate about it. And I feel like you don't have these big, super dramatic, like... Uh, love triangles and family trees and this is such as those brother and he came back from the dead and this and that unless you like really somewhere deep down like enjoy doing this shit you know what I mean like mm-hmm. unless you feel some passion for doing this yeah I've also realized like I respect the hustle and I respect like I watched all these documentaries and they talk about you know these are people who felt like they didn't have a voice and they wrote these stories and traditional publishing didn't take it so they went and did it on their own and I'm like Mm. I have mad respect for all that and I think that's really cool I think at the end of the day though I'm just too (laughs) too old for the books as old I want to see if Um, there's like a, a grown folks like uh urban lit yeah because like the characters are there. always like 20 they're always yeah they're young. always 20 i want to read where you somebody give me one like ethic maybe maybe if he's still young but i'm like maybe give me something about a dude who's been in the game for like 30 years now and now he's mm-hmm. got to deal with those choices does he keep going mm-hmm. does he keep doing it that would be interesting what if he, and i think they do have a bunch more series there's one called murderville they wrote together there's Murder. one uh-huh the trophy wife is another one they oh. wrote together I'm on their author page, just looking. Um, Dirty Money is another series they've done, so they've they got a lot. Like I, I respect the yeah. hustle, yeah. so I I've come away with like a lot of respect for, especially the two of them. Like I said, I think they're really cute that they write together. I think that's cute. Yeah, that is super cute, and it's just like it's like, it's their thing, and their and this book is objectively better than some of the ones that we've read before. Yes. Um, much yeah. like where I do feel like you know the ones that were just completely unedited even though they were put out by a publisher um, yeah and I don't want to compare but it's like you can see that this is like what they do so they're doing it um but I don't want to take away from like all the other things that you said uh but yeah so I mean I think we're, we're coming away like you know with Urban Lit January like if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But yeah. um, but I think it's worked because I do feel more educated and exposed. And like I think I do mm-hmm. have a little bit more respect for the genre than when I did when <laughs> I started. I still don't like it and I get mad every time I have to read it. But like if that's somebody's thing, that's your thing. And I respect it. Yeah. Because you said like you went down a whole rabbit hole like looking at the book reviewers and <laughs> like the people in Audible, they knew every single one of these plot points. They're like, girl, give us this girl. Give it like somebody I think on Audible was like, girl, we're putting your kids through college. Like, Give us this. Give us that. Like, All right. It's getting late. OK, so let's wrap up. Did okay. you do any reading, Molly? Um, I started reading <laughs> The Vanishing Half. Because you told me it was good. <gasps> I did too. <laughs> oh yeah, because we were going to do that thing that I don't know is going to happen now. Yeah, I'm 
pretty early on, but they keep talking about this dark child, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> blue black? She blue black? <laughs> We're like, what's all that about? So, you know, since we were gone, like a few other audiobooks I listened to, but nothing that the Thursday Murder Club, which I did not finish because they're like, it's so kooky and fun. I was like, yeah. I've heard about that one. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, because I went to Mexico, I got on a reading mm-hmm. kick. So okay. I've read a couple so far. I'm not going to go over all of them, but. I read Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler, oh, mm-hmm. reading some sci-fi classics. Mm-hmm. It was good. I'm really sad she didn't get to finish that series. She mm-hmm. only wrote like two titles in it before passing away. Mm-hmm. So that made me sad. Um, speaking of romance, I did read mostly romance because I mean, I am who I am. <laughs> yeah. um, two that stand out are I read Real by Kennedy Ryan, which was a great audio experience. Okay. So so good because it it's about this director who's doing a biopic about um um i think she's supposed to be sort of a magulation of like billy holiday and um mm. big, oh, who's the one that that elvis stole hound dog from but um mm-hmm. big mama morton no but anyway it's supposed to be like he's doing this biopic so in between some of the chapters they have interspersed like scenes quote unquote from the biopic including like a vocalist hmm. it's it's really good i loved it hmm. and then the re- the red the book i most recently read i picked solely for the title it is called <laughs> the time i got drunk and saved a demon by kimberly oh, Lemming. i think i think i saw it you was a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun it was low angst. Nothing bad was happening. It was short. I was like, this is perfect. I loved it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what I feel I'm like I need because it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard out here. It's hard out here. So. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. There's a lot going on so right I, now. <laughs> so that's it. I think we thoroughly discussed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, we want to thank our patrons. So we want to thank Allie, Andrea, Brianna, Catherine, Claire, Ellen, Erica, Frank, Heather, I Found This Great Book Podcast, Jennifer, Kat, Lauren, Martel, Montera, Noel, Noelia, Ruth, Therese, and Whitney. Thank you for your support. It helped us fund this episode. Mm-hmm. because So it helps buy books. It helps buy ads, not ad space, um, web space. It helps mm-hmm. a lot. So thank you. Mm-hmm. We're very grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to say you can follow us on Twitter at blackchicklit.com. Not at blackchicklit.com. <laughs> That's not how Twitter works. I want to be all bougie. I'm going to put it out there. I accidentally permadeleted my personal Twitter account <laughs> for like 10 years. And on, you know what? And honestly, you don't want to get Twitter too is. comfortable. They probably learned too much about you. Now you now they got to start you said, over. Keep them on their toes. They'll be like, what? Um, <laughs> so, but I want to act brand new. Like, I don't know what a Twitter handle is. Follow us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit. On Instagram at BCL Podcast. And we are getting a lot of followers on Instagram. Like, like a lot. We need to, we need to acknowledge y'all because we're not. <laughs> yeah. We'll think of some fun things for for um yeah. Instagram. Do some and visit reels. us. Do some- at, yeah, some reels, some pictures. 
Um, <laughs> visit us at blackchitlit.com. If you leave a comment, we got a six month turnaround time on there, but we're trying to do better. <laughs> uh, I actually assume I know. Let me stop lying. I'm going to cut that out because I can't even say that. Uh, as always, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at contact at blackchicklit.com. We want to thank Sweet45 for our theme, Jonesen. You can find them on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash sweet45. That's S-U-I-T-E 4-5. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Talk to you soon.